Hello? Hello? There she is. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Literally. My name is Juan. And I'm Georgina. And welcome back to another episode. We are so happy that you're here. Um, Georgina, how are you? (laughs) That is such a silly, goofy question. Um... I'm doing good. I'm stuck at home again. (laughs) (laughs) Girl, just leave. (laughs) You're absolutely right. That's on me. Um, (laughs) Get that Apple Watch that's wrapped around your ankle and get out of there. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying, like, get rid of that ankle ankle monitor, but I called it an Apple Watch to be funny. (laughs) your mind <laughs> so weak apparently i'm uh, never making another joke with you ever again literally ever in the I'm history really of so the sorry universe. it's fine please forgive me i don't want you to get all dear diary about this <laughs> <laughs> well too late <laughs> my entry for today and tomorrow are already done it's deep um yeah i'm stuck at home because I got COVID. <laughs> Damn, it be like that. <laughs> it really do. And I think it's so funny. Like, how does this happen? Uh, girl, you get it from someone. No, I know, but I'm just... I'm beside Hell myself. Yeah. I'm so upset. Yeah. Um, it's, it's unbecoming. <laughs> <laughs> right. Whatever that means. (laughs) Whatever that means for sure. But yeah, it's just very annoying. Oh yeah, Migis. Well, hang in there. Your symptoms aren't too bad, right? No, I mean, I got like, I got a fever and the body aches and whatever. I was like really gross on by Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. And then, um... Monday, it was just really the cough, and I was sneezing like crazy. And we all know how I feel about sneezing. (laughs) I know you hate sneezing, but I love sneezing so much. I was sneezing so much, and it put me in such a mood. God, you're expelling that negative energy out into the universe, Georgina! Literally, all it does is fill me with negative energy. (laughs) Like... Someone would say something to me, like I would. Anybody would ask me a question, I'd be like, "Oh, like leave me." Like I was just, (laughs) I was just nasty about it. I didn't. I hate sneezing, and I was sneezing nonstop. But yeah, that's fun. Anyway, (laughs) how are you? I'm a little sleepy today, but I'm good. I'm um had dinner. So I'm good. Oh, excuse me, there's ah. there's my dinner. <laughs> she Disgusting. heard her name and was like <laughs> she heard her name and was like, let my let me make my presence known. Was that my cue? Was that was yeah. my go? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. What do you eat? <laughs> uh oh my god, what did I eat? Oh, some chicken and some rice. Mm. But like not like <laughs> not like <laughs> white rice and boiled chicken or whatever <laughs> or whatever these workout people are eating 
yummy seasoned chicken with some Spanish rice, <laughs> some Mexican rice, right. some Hispanic rice. We could we could un we could unpack that if you'd like. <laughs> some Latinx rice. <laughs> I'm just uh. kidding. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the to to today's topic. Um, and this is gonna sound lame, but I promise it's not. I have some book quotes that Georgina and I are gonna talk about. <laughs> Can I just say? Anytime somebody's like, I know this quote or some, I don't know. I don't know why anybody would say something like that, but <laughs> I, I'm just obsessed with quotes. Like, as you should, like, they're just like little pockets of wisdom thrown around. I love them. I love quotes. I'll look up quotes for anything. Like, <laughs> can I just say something? I'm obsessed with your sweater. Thank you. My aunt gave me this sweater. To everybody in the audience, her sweater says, MILFs love me. (laughs) (laughs) And Georgina's shaking her head right now because she knows it's true. She's going to try to lie about it right now. (laughs) First of all, it just makes it weird that I said my aunt gave it to me now. (laughs) So I hope you're happy. (laughs) <laughs> making us all look bad. No, y'all. <laughs> but anyway. anyway. <laughs> um, first book quote, and I'm just getting this from um, this book I have that one of my really good friends gave me. It's called The Literature Book. Big Ideas Simply Explained. Because I love the idea Ooh. of complicated concepts getting broken down into dummy versions of themselves because I'm so tired of reading. I'm not going to get into it. Anyway, um, so it has right, some though. cool it has some cool um, quotes on the front of it and one of them that I really like and I don't know, I don't know what to make of this. So I'll let you go first. It says are heavier than broken hearts. Thoughts. Dead men are heavier than broken hearts. Uh-huh. Because to me, right, uh, I know I said I was going to let you go first. <laughs> okay, that's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I'm thinking about it, now that now that the little gears in my head are starting to turn, to me it kind of, and maybe I should probably read this book so I can gauge a better, have a better understanding of what the context is because of course context is very important i'm gonna stop myself right there what do you keep looking at because this is giving me war flashbacks to when i was in therapy and the therapist kept looking at the clock and basically being like what the fuck are we done here i'm literally listening to you i just have zero attention span and anything catches my attention oh um anyway thanks for pointing it out now (laughs) you're welcome to the audience georgina was just not looking at me and i got scared (laughs) anyway dead men are heavier than broken hearts um i don't know to me now that i'm thinking about it it's kind of like i first of all it gives me 
Greek, um, like, I don't know, it gives me years ago, centuries ago vibes. Um, and I feel like it gives the idea that, um, I don't know, it kind of seems like propaganda to me. Ah, dead men, hold on, I, I want to make sure I'm not like butchering this. Dead men are heavier, are heavier than broken hearts. I don't know. To me, that's like the, the, maybe it's like propaganda against war. I don't know. But to me, how many times I'm going to say to me? Oh, um, to me. Without you saying anything. I want to see what I said. Right like, down. <laughs> the way I keep edging the audience. So basically, like, okay, to me. No, <laughs> you know what's so funny? is that I know very well this is what I sounded like in my in my English lectures whenever I got called on <laughs> a whole lot of nothing <laughs> and hope for the best. And anyway. If politicians can do it, so can you. No, yeah. Anyway, it seems that the loss of war has a heavier toll to people and like the casualties and stuff is has a bigger impact than the romance and like the emotion to it so dead men are heavier than broken hearts when it comes to politics and stuff and what people say it's like leave the emotions out of it I feel like this is what it's kind of trying to say is leave the emotions out of it. We need to be realistic and we need to be practical about the situation at hand. Mm -hmm. um, who gives a fuck about broken hearts? We have people dying. Wow. That's that's what I'm getting. For, so for a second, at first I thought it was saying like, um, I don't know, it, it was for war, but I'm I'm getting, now now that I'm thinking about it, I'm getting um anti-war um anti-war vibes so yeah interesting that's, that's my thought on it what do you think you know i found it interesting when you're like oh i, I see this as being like a centuries old quote when uh, i heard it like my mind went straight to like the wild west i don't know why oh i just like some Dickie Clint Eastwood John Wayne type going in there saying it to the barmaiden like uh, the barmaiden's like but in her head she's like well you just die already like that type of thing yeah. <laughs> but when you right now that you put it in like a political lens it kind of gave me that like idea too that I hey, repeat the quote real quick dead men are heavier than broken hearts yeah like as much as certain decisions are hurt to make, the the cost of not making them or avoiding them or following our or like listening to our heart when it comes to making certain decisions, like it really is not beneficial for the masses. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one of those things that like if up to me, like we would take religion out of like politics and we would take Yeah all these other nonsense out of like 
business out of politics. Like, it's basically like a... Basically, now it's taking away everything that influences our politics out of it and really focus on what's good for the people. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we will never know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Hmm. Love it. No, I love that quote. I'm going to start sprinkling it into everyday conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say. Your fake ass look? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, Georgina. <laughs> okay. Um, next quote. Um... These are these are kind of self-explanatory, but and there's no like unpacking to it, really. Now that I'm reading them, but that's okay. Um, this one says the only way to get rid of a temptation is to yield to it. Thoughts. Like give into it. I think so. The only way to get rid of a temptation is to give into it. The only way to get rid of a temptation is to yield to it. So, okay, yield when driving means <laughs> means I'm, stop. I'm hanging up. <laughs> I'm hanging up. It does not mean to stop. <laughs> if there's somebody crossing, you're gonna stop. What are you gonna do? Keep going? That is not what yield means, though. Okay, what does yield mean? It means to slow down. <laughs> really? Because the way you're using it is <laughs> to give into it. <laughs> so, who's boo boo the fool here, bitch? <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> no, I know I am. Don't make any fits. It's just you're out here gaslighting me. <laughs> You're out here mansplaining you. No, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what Google has to say. Define yield. No. Produce or provide. Oh wait, that's an agriculture. Hold on. <laughs> Give way to arguments, demands, or pressure. So so I wasn't wrong. <laughs> huh. That's weird. <laughs> it's a it says people also ask what yield really means <laughs> <laughs> to give way. The only way to get rid of a temptation is to give into it, basically. Yeah. What? <laughs> what did I just say? The only way to get rid of a temptation is to give into it. Wow. I feel <laughs> like that really just emphasizes my, like, my impulse control. <laughs> Like, I'm really the kind of person to see something I like and without a second thought, purchase it. Like, oh. And, you know, that instant gratification, not really what we should be striving for. Yeah. But, I mean, I do get it. Like, whether it's something as minimal as, like, buying something or as big as, I don't know, a certain life situation that'll come up like 
it really will always be there like always be that big what if or whatever and unless you actually live out that experience you know yeah the only way to get rid of a temptation is to yield to it yeah i mean you're right i think it's there's always there is always going to be that what if and um no something tempting like why but now i'm like why wouldn't you give into something like why why would you have to be like i wonder what whoever wrote this i wonder what their thought process was because well not everything we want is always good for us but the quote is saying like give into it eventually give into it So like, why would you, why would you be put in a situation where like, you're resisting that temptation if it's basically saying the only way to get rid of it is to yield, yield, mm-hmm. is to give into it. Um, so I, I don't know. I wonder what their, I wonder what their thought process was. Mm-hmm. Like, I see it very, like, I'm thinking of a very specific situation in my life where like, I probably should have been like nah i'm not gonna do this or whatever but i did it anyway because i i knew that if i didn't i was always gonna live with that question of like Uh. almost that regret or or that question of like well what would have happened if i would have said yeah like what like what what's the worst that can happen or something you know it was just that thing that was always gonna haunt me because i was always gonna want it and i was always gonna wonder but now i know Hmm. Huh. <laughs> it kind of makes me think like <laughs> that question's for the overthinkers, huh? <laughs> me. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um huh. the only way to get rid of a temptation is to yield to it. Um whatever, I'm gonna move on. <laughs> okay, so. Um so this one says every man is a child of his own deeds thoughts every man is a child of his own deeds mm-hmm. uh, basically that we are a product of the decisions that we make hmm. okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'll never have a single thought again <laughs> yeah Every thought you have, I'm going to have to approve or deny it, okay? (laughs) To the audience listening, yes, our relationship is very healthy. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, Every man is a child of his own deeds. Yeah, we are a product of of our decisions. (sighs) Every man is a child of his own deeds. I don't know if I like that, though, because it's like, as children, we don't have, I mean, we don't have a lot of agency, and every man is the child of his own deeds. I don't know, that just makes it seem like we're just big, dummy adults making these decisions and like, oops, I made this decision, like, I'm not going to be responsible for it. I don't know. What do you think? 
Well, I was with you in the sense of the children making <laughs> decisions things. Be, like, children making but decisions. But then I lost you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. When I was saying it, I was like, you know what? At this point, I'm just talking out of my ass. <laughs> because it does make sense. Like, adults who really know who here really knows what the hell they're doing you know yeah and then there's that thing of like well i already forgot what you said so i'm gonna move on (laughs) not the Uh, audience they're gonna rewind (laughs) i'm literally so sorry um yeah like we don't really know what we're doing so every decision we do make is kind of paving the way for well yeah just paving the way in general so we can't really have any like there really isn't like a backtrack button or like a rewind button to redo certain things to relive certain experiences or like go back and make a different decision than the one we made you know like everything is new and constantly new you know mm-hmm. so it really is that like childlike like that childlike quality that it's constantly growing and it's constantly changing and yeah <laughs> i too <laughs> pulled that out of my ass your <laughs> mind no, yeah. Every man is the child of his own deeds. It's so crazy to me because thinking about like back then, back like years ago, hundreds of years ago, it's like we had these children working full time jobs, getting married, having grandkids at like 30. What a time like to be that- alive. That's so, and like here we are, <laughs> a quarter of a century old, <laughs> right? And I still feel like a big baby. Like I still, I feel like I, I know nothing. But to be TBH, I think Socrates was the one who was like the smartest person knows that he knows nothing. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay with having nothing in my head <laughs> except some jelly. <laughs> I'm the first to admit that I have no idea what's going on. Like I I don't think we should know what's going on, you know? Especially at yeah. this age. Like <laughs> at our prehistoric age. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Nava. Okay, sorry. I just mean it in the sense that, like, we put so much pressure on ourselves to to have it all together, and really, what does that get you? You know, like life life comes at you super quick. Like nobody really knows what's gonna happen to them tomorrow. Like, um, I remember my mom when things used to go south, like for whatever stupid I like idea I would have or like whatever like venture somebody would come up with and it didn't go right and my mom would be like oh if you ever want to make 
uh, God laugh, like tell him your plans. And it's that thing of like, we really don't have to have everything figured out. Like there's no way of knowing what's going to happen to us tomorrow. So it's okay to take things day by day until, you know, you have enough foundation to plan for a week ahead or for like a month ahead or whatever. And it's, I don't know, we just don't need to be putting so much pressure on ourselves. A hundred percent agree with you. You know what? I hate, I, whenever I have questions, I ask, like either in school, at work, whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I've come to realize, and this is something that's starting to like, really bug me uh i started realizing this in in college is that i it's so frustrating to me when there would be people who would like act like they they know what they're doing Mm -hmm. and then be like wait what's going on like can you can you tell me like what happened like i i understand that people are like shy whatever but Mm -hmm. like to act like you know what you're doing in front of like the teacher or like I remember in school, like, our boss, like, acting like you knew what you were doing, and then, I don't know, I just acting like you were better, just because you pretended like you knew what you were doing, and then, like, not admitting that you had a question or whatever, that, I don't know, that always bugged me, because it was like, I would ask the questions, and then they'd come to me, and be like, wait, like, what are we supposed to do, or whatever, like, I see, I, I don't know if any of that made sense. But okay, no, well. it does. But I see that as such a like a survival thing. Like mm. people in certain situations aren't made to feel, aren't like given that safety to like, and being told that it's okay to that you don't know. It's okay that you don't have the answers. Mm. Like, I really do just see that as like a survival tactic. God, your mind for thinking that way because for me, I was just like, "Man, <laughs> I'm about to hit. I'm about to hit you." <laughs> anyway, to be to be tbh, there was a person in Georgina in mine's life who reminds me of the person I just described, um, and it makes me very upset. And that's where all of the anger is stemming from. So if you think I sound irrational or anything, it's because I am, and I recognize <laughs> that. <laughs> But you have every right to be, because that was an awful situation. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> um, to me, <laughs> to <laughs> me, <laughs> it's oh, like thinking about fate and like getting your fortune told and or your future or whatever. Um, excuse me, my dinner's trying to interrupt me. <laughs> Free him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Talk about the future and stuff like that. And like fate. And that always always trips me up. Um, And this quote says, fate will unwind. Oh my God. Fate will unwind as it must. Thoughts. Yeah. I, I have a lot of thoughts on this one just because I'm the kind of person that, you know, I, I'm a big believer in astrology. I'm a big believer in signs. I'm a big believer in, I'm not going to get super into it, but all that hippy dippy stuff, like 
I have a tarot reader that I go to and trust type of thing. Yeah, can you believe? Wow. <laughs> Read that quote back to me one more time. Sorry. Don't tell me what to do. Okay. <laughs> um, fate will unwind as it must. Yeah. Um I I'm sort of the kind of person that like I'll try to I'll try to sort of rewrite a story I know the ending to because I really want a certain outcome and mm. you know the dominoes are in, are are set they're in place and they're going to fall like there's oh, I yeah. I don't have the power to move them around I don't have the power to make them stop falling I'm just there you know mm. I like and it's true like I have I have no control over the things that are going to happen so I really like and this is something that has been told to me from a lot of different directions like my inability to let go of whatever control I imagine control I think I have is has always been an issue for me and it's it's complicated situations that shouldn't have gotten complicated it's put me in situations that I probably shouldn't have been put in, ha shouldn't have been in in the first place because sometimes I just want things to work out a certain way. But in my beliefs, um, there is very much like that thing of like, yeah, we may want this. Yeah, we, we, we may want like my dinner's trying to come up. <laughs> Like, what we did have, wave, what did you have for dinner? Sorry to interrupt. We can, we can, it's okay. We can move on. <laughs> Sorry, my brain got overwhelmed by what I was trying to say and then like share. No, say it. I'm dinner. so sorry. I had a salad. <laughs> okay. I okay, had sorry. We're, no, do not forget what you were going to say. I already forgot it. Like, it's gone. Fuck. You're gonna have to read that quote to me one more time, but Fate I had a salad. Unwind. I don't care about your dinner anymore. I knew I should have interrupted. Fate will unwind as it must. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. That is so funny. Okay. Um, yeah, like, again, I'm thinking of a particular situation in my life that I spent two years trying to get it to go a certain way. And I knew, I knew it in my heart that it wasn't going to work out in the, in the way that I wanted it to, because it just wasn't for me. Like mm -hmm. very early on, we have, we have to pick up on, in my beliefs, <laughs> Mm -hmm. Like we very early on have to look out for the signs and 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 just everything that like the universe puts in front of you and it'll let you know early on if it's gonna be if it's gonna work in your favor or not and we just have to figure out like how to interpret those signs and how to sort of recognize those things that are for us and aren't for us and and really practice the art and of letting go like the art of of releasing control of things that we think we have the power to control but really like 
in the grand scheme of things where we're dominoes you know like we're yeah we're just pawns in somebody else's game like and it's not that they're working against us or whatever but it's it's that thing that like the universe already has that plan for us like who who am i to think that i know better you know i really like the the analogy analogy metaphor the idea of life being like dominoes and it's very scary to me thinking of it that way because it's like <clears throat> And this, this is where I start to get existential. And when I start thinking about it too much, then I start to panic and then I just have to stop thinking about it because it's it's very overwhelming to me. Um, but it's it's so scary to me because thinking about like, not, not that we don't have a choice, but like our plan is already laid out like in front of the universe. And like, yeah. every, like every decision we made we've made and will make will lead us down like a certain path that's already like basically predestined like it's um whatever Mm -hmm. and thinking about that it's like i know we have free will but do we really and then i'm like i mean growing up catholic and whatever I'm like, then I start to think, <laughs> like, if our paths are already destined, um, what's the point, like, of God giving us, like, I don't know, like, not to sound very sad, like, whatever, pessimistic about it, but, like, what's the point of giving us life if our paths are already predetermined? Like, why not just have us go through to the end game you know um see the way i see it is that like yes we have that free will and like it's not just one story you know what i mean like the way that i see it is that you have a million stories, a million endings, a million different outcomes. <laughs> Every, I'm so sorry. I'll stop if you want me to. No, no, no. Keep going. Okay. I'm so interested. The way I see it, like, there's a million different ways that your life can turn out, but it's already written. It's know, just that as so you weird. make these decisions, that story is unfolding. So each decision you make is sort of like voiding out some endings but bringing out the rest you know what i mean like it's all there it's all it's all there for you for you for me it's all there for us it's just waiting on us to to make the decisions that'll lead us to it yeah Mm. yeah that's that makes sense i also think about like you know how you think when you're like for us sometimes i think about like damn like what if i hadn't joined that like program and we hadn't met but then i'm like what if i joined a different program and met somebody else and like who else am i missing out on or like if i hadn't even gone to that school i went somewhere else 
I'd be thinking the same cheesy ass shit about other people. Like, wow, I'm so thankful I met them. Like, what would I do without them? Isn't that that's bananas to me? I had such a difficult time with that concept because I romanticize everything. I romanticize Uh every situation, every person that comes into my life. I just romanticize it all. And like, I'm thinking of a particular situation where I just, I romanticized it so much. I almost like, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? You know, (laughs) like, like I really need to put like my feet on the ground, like get my head out of my ass and out of the clouds, like just really focus on what's going on. And I, I boil, boiled it down to this. My life, and I'm going to use you as like the person I'm referring to, and it's true. My life is better with you in it. But if you weren't in my life, I'd still be okay. Yeah. Like, now that now that you came into my life, I I would like to not see you not leave. Like I'd like to see you in my life long term, but I know that I know that on the other side of it, if there's ever a time where you aren't in my life, I know that my life will keep on going. Like it's not, it's not going to be, I mean, I mean, that's, I feel like now that I'm saying it, it sounds so stupid. (laughs) in this like context but we are souls that cross paths and like sometimes we meet people who like we know that we've crossed paths across different lifetimes and each lifetime like those stories are different but like me and you I'm a firm believer that you and I have met in a different life like I feel like we've met in a different life because of like how well and quickly and how much we clicked. Yeah. Like it's it's different, you know. It's not like somebody that like it's a it's a new interaction that it's like it's also new that you it takes time to warm up and it takes a really long time for you to become friends and it takes a really long time for whatever, you know. I think those connections are new connections and you could do with or without them. And you and I, like our connections are a connection that are, you know, a little older, but it's still that thing. Like we'd be fine without each other, you know? Right. Like we'd still be the people we need to be. God, that's so crazy. I think about this a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I don't, I don't know if any of what I just said made any sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, it made sense, and <clears throat> that's what's scary too. Was is like thinking about having lived um like another life and like having like us having met each other in our previous life. <sighs> like that's crazy. Like thinking about getting reincarnated. Um, yeah. What? No, sorry. I just got a weird text, so it made me make a face. But um, 
Yeah, I really liked that question. I mean, that quote or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Fate will unwind as it must. Yeah, like no, basically just like what's that? What's that one saying? Like, what? I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't either, love. <laughs> Alrighty, well, that was all of the good quotes that I was able to to scavenge from the cover of this book. Um, so hopefully you all enjoyed Georgina thoughts. Yeah, I feel like my mind is is going a mile a minute now, like looking back on the different people I've crossed paths with, but yeah, that was fun. I like that. <laughs> oh God, excellent. Alrighty. And hopefully that leads to some some thought provoking um journey for you dear audience yeah get a journal write it down yeah share it with us (laughs) either anonymously or anonymously share it either way and then we'll read your stories on the podcast (laughs) oh Uh, speaking of sharing yes in a few episodes from this one we're going to do an advice corner so Mm -hmm. please send in your stories your questions your funny little anecdotes you'd like us to comment on and we will be sharing it in a few weeks along with a few of our own stories Mm -hmm. one (laughs) (laughs) yeah um Georgina is definitely the the thinker of our two, uh, of our unit, um, if it wasn't apparent in today's conversation. Um, the overthinker. No <laughs> so, um, yes, we will both be willing to offer our non-professional um, advice uh, to you, our dear listener. So... If you have any questions, need advice, need anything, go ahead and let us know. And we will offer our unprofessional advice to you, dear listener. Yes. the um, At the end of our episode description, you guys will see a link and you guys can click on it. And it'll I think it'll let you write out a message, but I think it'll also let you record one. Um, we don't have to share your recording. Like that'll just be between us so that you remain anonymous. But we would definitely love to hear from you guys and yeah it'll be fun (laughs) yeah so we will catch you next time on another episode of no literally thank you so much for listening bye bye